into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now... Let the buzz begin! Hey there, Turn fans! Welcome to another edition of the After Buzz Turn Recap Show for AMC's Turn. I'm your host, Megan Salinas. Unfortunately, Kristen Carroll can't join us today. Duty calls for General Carroll, but she will be with us again next week. This week, we have a very, very special guest calling in. That is uh, General Washington himself, Ian Kahn. Uh, If you guys want to participate in the conversation, you can use the hashtag ABTVSheet... Sorry, completely different show. ABTV Turn. I will be keeping an eye on that all evening. So feel free. If you have any questions for General Washington, please feel free to use those. Uh, in the meantime, oh, uh, in Hello? the mean, oh, hi, Ian. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to call in. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's really my pleasure. Can you hear me well? Yes, yes. You're live right now, so uh, we can hear you loud and clear. Great, great. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Like, this was an amazing episode, Um, not just for General Washington, just all the way around. Uh, Just the framing of this episode was fantastic. What did you think of it when you got the script? Uh, Well... I thought it was a a very challenging episode, a very uh, heartfelt and big episode, Um, the stuff with Abe and with Hewlett and and the stuff with Billy Lee and with Washington. It was all all really intense. It felt very very life and death as, as it really was in the situation. Yeah, and this is probably the most vulnerable and the most complex and conflicted that we've ever seen Washington. Uh what was that like getting to play this uh this time around? Yeah, it was it was um amazingly challenging this this particular episode. Uh it called upon um called upon really going to some some dark places. I remember when Craig Silverstein told me about the episode right at the beginning of the season. He said, we're going to do an episode which is sort of the dark night of the soul for General Washington. And I thought, wow, okay, well, I don't know what that is. And <laughs> so when I got it, I said, well, this is definitely the episode he was talking about. And um, I, I was uh, somewhat amazed. I mean, you know, we we understandably and rightfully think of General Washington as this great man. And I think that what the what the writers were taking the opportunity to do was, you know, Valley Forge was one of the most challenging times during the revolution and to depict the challenges of that time and of the men and of that world within one man behind the tent of general Washington with his closest, uh, who becomes his closest ally and Billy Lee through this, through this evening, um, is, is what they were intending. And, uh, we, we certainly, we certainly gave her all to it. 
No, and it was fantastic. And just the fact that this was kind of the, the framework which the entire episode was based around, um, going through flashbacks and then meeting again at the present and moving forward into the dark night from there. Uh, it was just, it was phenomenal to watch. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> it was intense to watch, uh, from, from me. I watched with my wife as we, as we do. And uh, it was uh, it was somewhat harrowing to to watch. It, it was so intense, uh, and to sort of you know you watch yourself on TV. Try not to watch yourself too much, but if you watch yourself, <laughs> you know, and you see what see what happened. And in a way, especially when you've gone so deeply with a with a character or with a scene, you one might I know I I did tonight. You sort of go back to that place again and sort of feel it a little bit. And it was uh, it was incredibly challenging. We had a wonderful director, Kimberly Pierce, who um, directed Boys Don't Cry, um, and uh, oh. Aida Kroll wrote the script. And uh, the two of the the three of us and Gentry White, who played Billy Lee, the four of us, um, we did something quite unique for television, as we had the opportunity to rehearse, and because we had so much material to work with, and we had to go so deep with it. Uh, we really, we really worked hard, and and it was a quite a force. And I'll, I'll always remember those uh, those days and nights. So you guys don't normally get the chance to rehearse when you guys go on set. No, it's more like you uh, you prepare yourself, and then you arrive on the day, and then you rehearse the scene that you're going to do that day. It's different than the theater. Some films rehearse, um, but it, 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 rarely these days. I, I, it seems. And with TV, it's very rare because you're you're doing so much material in such a short amount of time that you kind of just have to run with what you have, and you do your preparation and your work, and you bring it to the table, and everybody uh, puts forth their best. So this was unique, um, and it was uh, it was an amazing time, and will certainly be remembered. So they felt the need that there there was a little bit more preparation needed for this one, a little bit more care. Actually, it just kind of happened. It didn't. We, <laughs> they didn't really ask us to do it. We sort of just met and and we said, you know, let's, maybe we should sit down and read this. And we read it. And I was like, hey, should we try it on our feet? Sure, we'll try it on our feet. And I was like, you know what? Let's work on this. And we just kept doing it and finding hours in the day um, when we weren't shooting other stuff. So it was a very intense time. It really was. It shines through, um, especially because this is something that has been building up so far this season. This is, this isn't just something that just happened. It was something that had a lot of build up to it with Nathaniel's death and with Abe and everything that's happening with Benedict Arnold. There was, there was a lot of build up to this moment. So just, from the moment this episode started with with the hallucination that happened you you know you're in for a rough time yeah yeah he was he certainly went through it and put billy lee through it um hard to watch that stuff you know in a modern in a modern time watching somebody being treated so disrespectfully is very challenging um it especially was. when it's done by the father of our country and a man who we all who many of us hold in the highest of esteem as do i um but it's uh, you know it's it's sort of peeking behind the curtain of of uh, who the man was. It it does. It makes him um, it, you know it humanizes him quite a bit. Shows that he wasn't infallible. Like, you know, like we all like to believe he was. Um, and and I'll be honest, I was a little upset that he didn't apologize at the end of the episode. Yeah, we went back and forth and talked about that. Um, 
I spoke to the with the writer and I, and we discussed it. And you know, she was very firm about it. I would not have been what would have happened during that time. You know, he was still. Uh, you know, it's a challenging thing, but uh, he's a slave and owned. He's an owned man, and it was interesting because we were shooting this during the time of Ferguson, so it was very oh. ripe. Um, yeah, it was very ripe, and it felt like we were putting something on uh, on camera. Now, the only one of the things that that relieves it is that the relationship. I, I'm sure you caught that. Washington, you may not have caught it. Washington slips the watch that Lawrence gave him into Billy Lee's bag. Yeah, um, we did see that. And and yeah. while the voiceovers going, colleagues that he holds in the highest esteem. That's right. And You're he very did. Smart. Yeah. He, <laughs> thank you. Um, and he did say thank you. Um, and it, but he didn't say I'm sorry. He said he said I require fresh paper. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is hard. It's not exactly. I mean, you know, you can sugarcoat it all you want. But it's but he certainly didn't not say after I'm he only chokes a man to death. <laughs> um, it's not as respectful. But that was something that was that was a choice. That was a choice by um, by the writer I at the time, and she felt very strongly about it. And you know, it it, it certainly has an effect. I yeah, it's understandable. But I, I'm not going to lie. It was the first time the the entire episode I was actually yelling at the screen. I was like, apologize. <laughs> What's wrong sure. with you? But it was it was still a fantastic episode, and the the scene. Um, I I had no idea that you guys spent so much time on it, but it makes so much sense. Um, probably my favorite was just the scene where they're playing the game together. Uh, Wit yeah. uh, Wit, I believe it's called Wist. And Billy takes on the persona of him and his brother to, you okay. know, using two different strategies to try to win the game. Uh, and it's, it was just very fun to watch the game escalate from, you know, he was pulling his punches to, okay, this is how I'm playing if I'm serious to, um, to seeing the game escalate to a moment of violence on, on Washington's part. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think uh, one of the things, and I remember reading this in the script, and it was very moving to me at the at the time. And then it just sort of became the the map for the for the episode. But at the end of the scene with Lawrence, where they're in the woods together, and Lawrence, you know, he says, "Please tell me, tell me, tell me." And then it, it ends, and in the script it said, "And we see the painting, the famous painting depicted." Now, what's interesting about that is that actually didn't really happen. The painting. People take that as they take so many things about General Washington as fact. Um, it wasn't. It was. It was. A, it was an artistic interpretation of the time, um, and an artistic interpretation of the time is happening presently about <laughs> about that artistic interpretation of the time. Um, General Washington he had a very interesting uh, uh, relationship with religion. Uh, some scholars, Mary Thompson wrote a book about um, Washington and religion, um, and many scholars go back and forth about it. You know, he speaks so often about providence, but he never quite—he never quite goes to God. He always sort of talks about this um, uh, you know, providence looking out. You know, that that uh, that the the future is is in his hands and that it will go well. So there was a certain faith, but he never put it into God terms. Um, but again, that that's something that historians sort of go back and forth on. Uh, but the painting itself was um, an artistic imagination at the time, as are many things about General Washington. I think I, we discussed last season that you know he didn't have wooden teeth; he had ivory <laughs> teeth, and he didn't chop down a cherry tree. It was a story that was made up. Um, 
and uh, and he certainly told lies, as we see. Um, he had a spy ring, so he was trying to beat <laughs> John Andre. So he was doing whatever he could. So this episode is a little bit of art imitating life, imitating art. <laughs> art imitating life, imitating art. Yeah, with yeah, the painting. Right. Um, no, that 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 is true because we don't we don't again. I know we talked about it last season, but yeah, we really don't think of him in those terms of, of being somebody who's conflicted. Um, but this is his crisis of faith episode, and he's lost faith in himself. And it's it's fantastic to just kind of see him work through that, like anyone would have to. Yeah, it's different, and but we the good news is, and I remember when episode five happened. I remember getting that script and reading that Nathaniel Sackett was going to die. Yes. One, it made me incredibly sad because Stephen Root is a wonderful man, and I like going to dinner with him. Oh. So all of a sudden, my buddy was not going to be on the show anymore, and so that was the first thing I thought. And the second thing I thought was, oh man, what a great character. And the third <laughs> thing I thought was, oh no, it's Washington's fault too. You jerk, you arrogant fool. <laughs> And so we take that experience in episode five, and then he turns to Ben, who just loves him like a like a son loves a father, going back to an earlier theme, and he treats him disrespectfully, and he's sort of, you know, he's he's in a real spiral. He's in a real spiral. And it's funny because we don't think of General Washington that way. We think of the, the end result. We think of how he won, and he did win, and the great choices he, he made then, and then again later as the president of the United States, the first president president, the wonderful choices he made then. This particular time in the war was very troubling, um, because if he lost and it looked like he was going to lose, everybody was going to die, and it was all on his shoulders. And I think uh, Valley Forge was probably the darkest time during the Revolution. So getting the opportunity, getting the honor to do to, to portray that, it's, uh, it's quite something. It's quite something. Yeah, and again, it's Challenging, something... Too. It's something that we don't get to see. So, yeah, there must have been a lot of pressure with all of that to try to convey it the best that everyone could. Yeah, I I think we all took it very, very seriously. I know I take it very, very seriously. He's um, he's renowned and and loved in this this nation and on the planet, for God's sakes. Um, So anytime I take his words into my mouth and, you know, use them, I try to show it with the highest level of honor and respect that he really deserves. It sounds sort of sentimental, but I really mean it. Oh, well, no, it's I. Again, we all feel we all hold him in such high esteem, so it it definitely means a lot. Um, but actually, my my co-host Kristen actually wanted to ask a couple questions as well. One of them was about Nathaniel Sackett and what what was it like initially reading that script because. I hate to say it, what a turn! <laughs> Nobody saw that coming, and yeah, the fact that Washington uh, thinks of it as his fault, it, it definitely changed the course of where all of the character relationships were going. Exactly, and and we see it now. We see the the bad choice, and then we see the aftermath of that choice, and uh, how much it, and why he doesn't trust himself anymore. I mean, it really comes down to a moment. It was early in the episode with Billy where, you know, he's like, we got to solve this problem. And Billy's freaking out and he's like, yo, I don't know, Gentry White, who's wonderful to work with every day. Um, and, and, and Washington looks at him and says, we're going to decide right now because if I'm going crazy, the doctor just came in and said, you're going crazy. So if I'm really going crazy, I got to stop being the general and I got to hand this over to somebody else. Um, 
and because I'm not, I'm not doing a very good job here. It's not going well. <laughs> they keep losing. So, you know, it's, it's really a, a major crisis of confidence. And it's hard to watch George Washington go through that. Hard to play him that way. Hard to watch him. That. Hard for me to watch tonight. Um, but at the same time, hopefully quite compelling. You know, hopefully something seeing into the eyes of a, of a man that, you know, that, that we haven't looked at in quite that way before. It was very compelling. Um, Kristen was actually also wondering about Washington's connection with Ben Talmadge this season because we see much like everything else, it's very much on rocky ground. Um, so how has it been developing that or kind of seeing that relationship kind of degrade as time goes on? Mm, it's hard. Um, you know, in the first season, uh, Washington picks Talmadge out as sort of uh, his, his boy. You know, it's the guy who's going to help turn the tide of of this war. And then as the season starts, there's there's a lot of – Talmadge is making a lot of mistakes, and Washington is, is getting routed <laughs> regularly. He's like, this ain't going well. Come on, man, <laughs> step it up. Step it up. Get it together, man. And then man. we have the whole incident with General Lee and, and the letter in Episode 3. Um, and Washington's like, you're really messing up, dude. And then we get to Episode 5, and – he, Washington believes that Talmadge is messing up and really puts him in his place. And turns out that Talmadge was actually right. So watching Washington have to deal with the fact that his underling is so much smarter than him during this time is a big part of what the season's about. And hopefully it ends satisfactorily for people watching. You know, It's certainly dealt with through the end of the season. It's certainly a major theme of all the way through the season finale. Oh, that's good to hear. But yeah, for, for poor Ben, it's, it's hard to, um, you can't really go back to, to viewing your hero as infallible when, uh, after something like that happens. No, and no, no. <laughs> and Washington can't look at himself as this infallible. It's really intense. I mean, you know, he's in the forest and he's screaming, you know, talking to his brother and saying, you know, it's, I'm not all that they think I am. And I, I think that, uh, you get put, you given that much responsibility, you might find that moment, you know, especially when times are so hard as, as they were here in Valley Forge. But it was, it was a beautiful moment. Um, because yeah, the, just with Lawrence there, because he, he, I just love the way he said, no, I, I wouldn't let a murderer go free. I would do this. I would right. do this. But I also probably wouldn't have crossed the Delaware on Christmas. And I certainly wouldn't have won a war against a tyrant. And it was it was just a very very well written, well acted, well shot scene. It was it was beautiful. Yeah, I, I, thank you. I I was Jesse Joseph Ruda plays uh, Lawrence and did a wonderful job. He's such a warm presence, and you know it's it's interesting to think of Washington as the younger brother. We always think of him as sort of the oldest and the wisest and the strongest. And, you know, if we look back to his earlier days, he wasn't always so wise. I thought it was funny because <laughs> uh, at one point he says, I've learned to tame my temper. And I'm like, not so much, dude. <laughs> you're, you're, you're still getting pretty angry sometimes. Uh, at least today in the tent, you were pretty angry. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that, was, uh, that was an amazing scene to shoot. It, it, was, an, it was an amazing experience. And... Uh, 
Yeah, it really was. A fun parallel, too, is the comparison to Abraham Woodhall himself and uh, Washington being very firm and that he's not like Abraham. And I, I, I thought that was an interesting thing for, for William to bring up um, because they, the two of them are a lot more alike than probably Washington would like to admit. Yeah, and he's sort of stuck in that moment, not sure what he's going to do. And it's really fun to watch Gentry, Billy, um, really take it to Washington through this episode. <laughs> it happens a few times where he kind of is like, just smarten up, old man. You know, you're, you're, you, you got to think more straight about this stuff. It was, uh, it was fun to, to watch Billy Lee give it to Washington like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, those, those were interesting scenes playing the cards. We, we spent a lot of time learning the game whist. <laughs> How do you play? <laughs> I've never played before. It's similar to hearts. Oh, okay. Um, and there was some, it was some, it was a wonderful, some wonderful stuff that unfortunately for time got cut where we talked about, um, Billy Lee and the slaves and the slave quarters playing whist, um, and how they played the game in a very different way than sort of the elegant Washingtons might have played it. Makes sense. I, I hope that when it comes out on DVD, uh, the deleted scenes will be included. We had a lot of good stuff in this episode. Yeah, yeah. I thought. I thought. I also thought the Hewlett stuff was um, just wonderful. I mean, Byrne is so talented, and uh, he, and then Simcoe shows up, and, and the whole world explodes. What an I entrance, mean, really, though. <laughs> yeah, he he's just electric. He's a he's a what an, what an amazing actor. Both of those guys, and 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 Jamie Bell as Woodhull and Kevin McNally in that scene. That was a very that was a very touching scene. So it was a very intense. I missed the ladies some, must say. I missed the Heather Lynns and the <laughs> Megan Warners and the and the Ksenia Solos um, and John Andre. I mean, that's one thing is like you, you get an episode like this and there's so many wonderful characters on the show that you don't even get to see. Um, but they'll be back next week. That's the hard part. Um, anytime one set of characters gets development and that, you know, we focus on that story, usually that means other characters have to be left out. And then we have to wait another week to find out what happens to them and what's going on with them. But then other characters get left out when we focus on them. And it's kind of, it's constantly, um, it's kind of like musical chairs, actually, almost. Um, narrative musical chairs. So. Yeah, you're right. You're uh-huh. right. Man, hard. It is. I like, but... I like watching JJ Fields do his John Andre, and sort of you know all everybody. Everybody's good. Everybody's really strong. No, it is really. It's it's a lot of fun when both Washington and John Andre are are in the same episode because they are such great tacticians, and, and it's just kind of fun to see them go. Oh, okay, that side's doing this. And wouldn't it be like it's probably best to move this and to kind of play um, chess from far away with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. To, that 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 is fun stuff. Um, and uh, I think next week you'll, we'll have more of that, and and there will be an introduction of a very interesting and famous character who makes his first appearance on the show. Ooh, that's a fun mm-hmm. tease. Um, so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, what's been your favorite part about coming back for season two so far? Oh, um, you know, just getting to play the character again it's a it's a very uh it's it's fun's not the right word because there's a lot that that's tied into it um but it's um it's it's just a, it's a very enjoyable character to play 
this episode is somewhat unique. So many other episodes, we see General Washington, and he's he's sort of uh, a better man than everybody, and um, and that's interesting to play somebody who has wisdom to him, uh, someone who has made mistakes and learned from them, and we see it happen again here. It's uh, a very complex character, but coming back, you know, the 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 crew is 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 wonderful. They're wonderful people um, to to work with every day, and. The, and the rest of the cast. I mean, they're they're beautiful people, and they're talented people, and they're kind people, and funny. So it's a it's a it's a nice place to go to work. It's a it's a it's a great it's a great environment. That's great to hear. Yeah. No, we obviously all of you do really really good work together, and um, what comes out is just fantastic. Um, yeah. The with and like you said, there's a lot of really good stuff going on in this episode, in particular. Um, uh, with Hewlett, that, oh man, that was, those were some hard scenes to watch as well because we have, <laughs> we have poor Hewlett who's innocent of this crime and he's with people who are convinced he's guilty and he's given the option, um, of being able to end his own life or maybe trying to make a break for it. And he chooses a different option and that's to cut off his own toes so that he can't run away it was between that and the opening scene with washington uh hallucinating this was a really brutal episode agreed um and i remember watching that you know the toes being built it, it, it was it's tough it was just tough and burn burn did it man i mean he 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 really went all the way with it you know uh i think that's it's like you saw the under guts of the show in this episode, everybody's in their darkest. I don't think it gets any darker than now. I think I think the sun starts to come out a little bit, at least, um, after this, uh, thankfully. Um, but yeah, Bern Gorman is a is a is a masterful actor and doing masterful work up there. Yeah, it was really it was fun and him looking up at the stars and it's really great. It's really great stuff. Yeah, and yeah, we see him um, in his astronomy background coming out, and you're you're right though. This is everybody's really darkest point um, because even for a moment he's questioning, maybe I am a monster, maybe I did do it. Starting to go a little mad, and meanwhile, yeah, Abra- Abraham is also in jail. So all three wow. men are kind of prisoners. Um, two of them in a literal sense, one in a metaphorical sense. Um, but yeah, even Abe is breaking down a little bit, um, because somebody comes up to him and his first reaction is to flinch and hide his face so that he doesn't get hit. And, um, yeah, and just the fact that the first person who talks to him is looking to sell him out. Um, yeah, no, Abe is in a dark place too. Yeah, he's, yeah, for sure. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's a, it's a tough time, tough time for everybody. Um, and uh, yeah, it, was, it, it it's a it, it's an intense episode. The, those teeth were that was, was pretty freaky. <laughs> it was it was all sorts of terrible, but it was great. It made for a lot of great television. All sorts of terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Again, just really hard to watch, but really good and really intense. Um, I wish that I I could really do predictions with you, but I can't because um, obviously you know a lot more about what's going to happen than I do. Um, but in the meantime, apart from turn, do you guys have any other, do you have any other projects that you're working on that you can talk about? I know that for, for some it's, it's a little bit difficult, but anything that you can talk about? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm working as a producer, um, with my partner, Marcus Potter. Um, he's a, he's the artist director of New York rep, 
Um, and uh, we're, we're looking at uh, a play, a new play by a playwright named Andrew Dolan, and we're considering uh, producing that in, in the fall. Um, and really largely waiting to see if uh, Turn gets picked up for a third season. Uh, and also going back to Los Angeles for a few days. Um, to I, I'm a, I, I work with Gary Marshall, and his daughter Kathleen Marshall is my partner um, out in Los Angeles, and we create different television shows together. And so we're we're going to look into that as well, and and be hopeful that AMC. You know, AMC is such a magnificent network. I mean, they're they're world class. They're the perhaps the best at what they do. And um, so we'll see if they give us a, a third season. Um, it would be uh, it would be fantastic. It really would. It'd be great to go back and continue the story. Absolutely. We'll keep our fingers crossed because this is a story I we need to hear how it ends. I mean, obviously we know about the war, but I would like to see this story go on through the end of the war. That would and please AMC. That would that would make me very happy. Oh yeah. I think I think there's exciting stuff coming up, you know, with uh John Andre and, and Benedict Arnold and Peggy Shippen. You know, that's really what the essence of the show is about, in a way, is the turncoat. Um, Benedict Arnold and and you know Owen Yeoman does such a fantastic job in the role of uh, playing Benedict Arnold and he's playing Benedict Arnold and we're going to be able to <laughs> I've always been fascinated by this story uh, when I was a child everyone was like you're a real Benedict Arnold you're a real, you know and it was like the worst it's synonymous with traitor yeah the 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 most famous traitor and and to see him played with such charm um, and power as Owen is doing on the, on the show. It's exciting. You know, we get to see these two men, Washington and, and Arnold, who have such high regard for each other turn on each other, um, or certainly uh, Arnold turn on Washington. Uh, so, you know, AMC, they're, they're, uh, they, they like the show, they, they, uh, and they're a really good network and smart. They're very smart people, and they, they, know, they know what's best for their network, and they'll do what's best for them. And hopefully that, that'll include a third season of, uh, of Turn. Here's hoping. Actually, just since you mentioned Benedict Arnold, I wanted to know, what did you think, what do you think of them building up, uh, Peggy and John Andre and Benedict Arnold as a love triangle? Um, because I, I don't know, <laughs> I didn't know how I felt about that because on the one hand, I think it's interesting. On the other hand, it's like, I'm not quite sure how this is all going to play out. Well, I think that's kind of the fun, isn't it? You're not quite sure how it's going to play out, you know? Fair and enough. Gigi feels, Gigi feels awfully cute, right? Kenny <laughs> is beautiful, and, like, they, they, they're making goo-goo eyes at each other, and that's fun. <laughs> and, you know, and then here comes, uh, here comes Owen. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's, uh, I think it's really fun. I think, I think one of the charms of the show is that it is fun, and it can be fun. Tonight wasn't so much fun. That was deep. <laughs> Tonight was intense. Um, but there's a lot of fun that can be had and, and is had on the show. I mean, anytime Samuel Rukin just kind of turns a phrase, it's fun <laughs> and funny. He did something tonight. I was like, oh, man, look what you did. You know, <laughs> just funny. Just funny. It's great. Vern, everybody. I mean, Caleb, lovely Ben. It's, it, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of interesting and fun stuff to watch on the show. And, you know, people, people seem to like it. Well, yeah, no. I, at least I'm enjoying it for the most part. I, yeah, it's a ton of fun he, watching here at AfterBuzz. Um, where can people go if they want to find out more about you and about the work that you're doing? Well, you can really best way to reach me is or, or see me is on Twitter um, at Ian Khan I A N K A H N, um, and uh, I, I mostly you know I tweet 
mostly uh, the night of the show, I'll do some live tweeting. That's what I do. And um, if people want to watch along and, and tweet along, there's myself and uh, Heather Lind, the wonderful Heather Lind who plays Anna Strong, and uh, Sam Rukin and Megan Warner and Alexander Rose, uh, who's the writer of the uh, original material the show was based on and now one of the writers on the show. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people who are who are engaged with it, and that's a, a good place to find me. I used to tweet a lot more about fantasy baseball, uh, <laughs> but now it's, now it's more AMC turn. Well, thank you so much again for calling in. Sorry again. Uh, we we know it's really late um, over over on the East Coast, so thank you so, so much for taking the time to call in. It's really, it was, it was my pleasure and fun, and I'm, I'm grateful to, uh, to have a, a memory of, of this show and be able to talk about it. Well, anytime you guys want to come back, and uh, you're, anytime you're in the Los Angeles area um, while we're doing the show, feel free to come on down. Thanks. We'll see. I'll, I'll, we'll talk again. If, if we're fortunate enough to get a season three, we'll talk again. Again, fingers crossed. Thank you so, so much for calling in tonight. Have a wonderful night. Peace out. Okay. Oh, that, that is so cool. I, I absolutely adored getting to hear from him about tonight's episode because this one was so intense and so great. All right, guys, I'm going to go into predictions really quick. And now, you're after Buzz TV. So, okay, we have Simcoe has been injured. Uh, Hewlett stabbed him. That was fantastic. Good for you, Hewlett. And he's trying to make a run for it, even though he's severely injured. Uh, we have Abraham still in jail. Uh, we have... Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces going on right now. So uh, from the promo, it looks like Ben and Caleb are making their rescue attempt um, for Abe, which is good because even though Washington pardoned Hewlett, the camp has been decimated and there's probably basically no way of or actually, no, they came to rescue Hewlett. Not Abraham. It's part of their plan to rescue Abraham. Um, so now that the camp has been decimated, they're going to have to contend with the Queen's Rangers. Well, hopefully, since Hewlett is already on the run, he'll run into them first. Uh, so, <laughs> or hobble into them first eventually. Um, so yeah, hopefully he'll run into them first and that they'll be able to make a getaway while Simcoe and his troops are in hot pursuit or as fast as Simcoe can pursue somebody after having been stabbed, which th- that was also interesting. This is the first time, um, since the beginning of season one that we've seen anybody really harm Simcoe. Actually, no, end of season, end of season one, he got peed up a little bit, but, I, and never to this degree. This this is this is the darkest this has been. Um, and meanwhile, Abe is still in jail. I think that uh, Richard is finally going to pull a little bit of weight because we saw him visit, but he didn't he didn't really do anything. He just kind of was there to lecture. So I think he's going to push a little bit harder to actually get Abe out if he can muster it. I don't know. He he looked pretty distraught after their conversation. So. So maybe it's going to take a little bit more to push him in that direction. Not sure. Hopefully uh, the relationship 
between William and George Washington will have changed moving forward. Hopefully uh, that relationship will develop. And yeah, we've got more of Benedict Arnold coming up soon. So here's hoping with all of that. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I really appreciate uh, you guys tuning in, staying up. Uh, for those of you on the East Coast, staying up to listen. Uh, my co-host, Kristen Carroll, can be found at Kristen Carroll. Um, so, yeah, be sure to follow her on Twitter uh, because she's fantastic and she'll be back with us next week. I'm your host, Megan Salinas, and you can follow me on Twitter at The Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at Afterbliss, including Orphan Black, uh, Transformers, Robots in Disguise, Sailor Moon, bunch of stuff. Uh, I've also started writing articles for the movie Chick, Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Folks, thank you so much again for tuning in. We will see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.